0: Breaking it down with Frank McKay, the most
1: intriguing talk in talk talk radio. 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 I'd like to welcome everyone back to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, the author of Ransom Notes and the subject of Ransom Notes and the subject of the documentary Ransom Notes and the, uh, the visual Ransom Notes, everything Ransom Notes, Kathy Ransom is our host each and every week, and thrilled to be her co-pilot, Frank McKay here, but much more importantly, Kathy Ransom, how are you? I am having
0: a wonderful day today. It's uh, quite pleasant out. It's not hot. Uh, We're in Illinois, and we're in the the fall area, so one day you have it in the 30s in the morning when you get up, and then uh, maybe the next Three days later, it's in the 50s when you get up, and it's a, a crazy season, but that's what makes life exciting. Yeah. But the I, I just share uh, two mornings ago, I guess it was. I was waking up because I needed to go to the restroom. and I noticed that my bedroom was a little seemed a little extra bright. And it was 530 in the morning, so I didn't think too much about it. But it was just, there was an unusual brightness about it. I looked outside, and there was a large light, big round circle of light out there. And I thought, that's interesting, It's, but it looks like it's too high to be one of the uh, house lights uh, there are some apartment buildings right across from our our place or patio homes they call them so they're one one story and they have outside lights and sometimes people leave it on and, and 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 you see it i mean it's not a big it's not a nuisance or anything but you just see it but this this was a gigantic circle and then I suddenly remembered that it was the night when we were to see the harvest or hunter's moon as it's called but it wasn't in the night when it was on my side, the west side of our building. It was at five thirty in the morning, and there was not a cloud in the sky, Frank. It was so gorgeous, just this huge white moon. I just loved it. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Hunter's Moon?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I th- I think I I've never heard, uh, or I've never I've heard the term, of course. But I've never pinpointed exactly what it is, and, uh, and, and I'm trying to think. Uh, somebody refers to it as, as something from Moonstruck. If you remember the movie Moonstruck, um, what do they call it? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, it, yeah, anyway, anyway, it's, it's something, uh, you know, like it's a full moon. Is a hunter's moon. Uh, Full, but it has a glaze over it. Is that what a hunter's moon is?
0: I guess I don't really know the exact definition. I just know that everybody had been talking the night before at dinner that we would be able to see the harvest or hunter's moon, and I understand it goes by either name. And uh, I didn't think anything about it. We lived 44 years on the lake with so many trees. We never saw moon nor sun. Uh, You know, I mean, we, you know, when we were at home. Uh, Because there were enough trees, then they hid the sky, so I didn't even think about it. And then uh, that morning, when it was just so stunningly more bright in my bedroom, why I was just left, I was just amazed. But that's okay. Have you heard the term leftovers? And when you think of leftovers, what comes into your mind?
1: Well, I know my mother used to say, and and other people used to say. Uh, if if you said what's for dinner tonight and she would sometimes say leftovers and i guess that meant what you know whatever we were eating the two nights before and kind of be a potluck of uh, of things that we just had recently not too long ago because it would be no good right but um leftovers would be whatever was left over from another meal did you when you would hear your grandmother say you're having leftovers tonight, did that make you cheer? Did that make you scream? Or did you just remain neutral? I think depending on what it it was, if it's something that I really enjoyed, you know, uh, chicken cutlets, for example. I I used to love my mother's chicken cutlets and my grandmother's chicken cutlets. So if it was leftovers and it was chicken cutlets, I, I would be very excited about that.
0: Well, the other day, I was home having lunch alone. My housemate was doing something else for lunch. I don't remember what. And I was hungry. And I went over to the fridge and I poked my head in. And usually we have some kind of leftovers there that you can warm up, whether it's soup or leftovers from dinner the night before, uh, whatever it might be. But there really just wasn't much. And so I'm sort of thinking, oh boy, what am I going to do? And then I thought, well, let's see, what in the world could I find in the refrigerator? I pulled over the pulled out the vegetable drawer, and I found a, a tomato that was in decent shape. I found some green onions that were sort of wilted uh, and wrinkled. I found a green pepper. That had seen its better days, but there was, you know, the nice slice of it. And I found some cucumbers. And I thought, Catherine, now you just be creative. So I got out a frying pan. I got the olive oil out, heated it up chopped up the onions and the tomato and the green pepper and the cucumbers, threw them into the olive oil, let them start warming up, and I shook them around a bit so that they didn't burn. And I thought, you know, it just needs something more. And I looked once more into the, the refrigerator and pulled out the cheese drawer, and I found some cheddar cheese. Now, I have to admit, it had been in the fridge a little longer than it probably should have, so I scraped off a little mold. And I threw it on the top and let it melt, and then I put it on the plate. And you know, Frank, that combination. Well, what do you think? What well, if you heard that I was making that combination? Would your heart sink? Would it cheer? or would you say, "Oh, that stupid lady"? No, I, I
1: don't. Uh, I, I don't know that, that any of them, because I, you know, until you taste something, right, you don't know. But I, that combination doesn't sound unappealing. Uh, you know, uh, to me, uh, because I trust you, and I know that you're not gonna poison me. You know, like if I, I don't think you're gonna, uh, uh you know, that you would, uh, you know, when you say well, this was wilted or whatever, I don't think that, uh, that it would be un, you know, inedible, inedible. Uh, you know, would, you know when you say wilted, I'm sure it's uh, just to seen better days and so forth. So I, I, I trust you. Therefore, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be judgmental until I tasted it.
0: You know, and I like the way that you use the word "trust me." I hadn't thought about that, and that's going to add into some comments I want to make in just a few moments. It actually was quite good, I really enjoyed it it i it it uh and i i I felt good after I had finished it. I knew it was reasonably healthy uh you know nothing the cheese probably wasn't totally healthy but i i I really liked it. Yeah. So then I got to thinking over, you know, sometimes in life, the word leftover pops into your head. Have you ever felt like a leftover when you were in high school or a kid in school or in college or in life? And if so, how do you feel when you're a leftover or did you never feel that way?
1: No, I think I felt like a leftover now that I think of it and you may not word it. In that uh, in that uh, certain way, but let's say somebody uh, called you and said, "Hey, listen, I'd like you to go uh, to the Super Bowl with me, or I'd like you to go to, um, uh, you know, a ball—not even the Super Bowl—that's that's a monumental type thing, but uh, but uh, the ball game with me, or to a concert, or the opera, or something—and and then if you found out that they had already asked like five or six, other, <laughs> you know, and then you were kind of like their final resort you know, their last resort, you know, I mean, you could, you, you know, you could feel a little like a leftover or you could be grateful. You could have an attitude of gratitude and say, you know what, those people uh, turned it down, their loss, my gain. So, you know, maybe in that sense, uh, I could see feeling like a leftover. Well, and
0: I think sometimes people feel insecure They're not as competent in something they need to do, or they're not as capable as some pianist, or they're uh, not as bright uh, academically, or they're not as skillful with the tools of where they work. Some people, I think, maybe feel in a sense left over that they're not as healthy as their neighbors at their age. Uh, I think we have people who perhaps feel a little discouraged, even especially these days with – financial needs or uh, rising prices, uh, health issues, all of those kind of things. Indirectly, I sort of think of that as a sense, as a leftover. Why didn't the Lord give me as good a health as somebody else? Why am I not doing as well? How am I going to take care of my family? A little bit discouraged as I walked to the refrigerator and I found no obvious food for me because I was hungry, and so I had to do something. Well, I got to thinking about this, and I was reminded of the book of Lamentations, and that wasn't a book in the Bible that I had thoughtfully read, if I ever read it. I certainly hadn't read it in a long, long time, but a friend was talking about it, and so I had picked it up and was trying to do a little study of it. It was written by Jeremiah, was they think was probably the author of Lamentation. And it was a review of what the people of Israel felt like after the destruction of their great city of Jerusalem, which was the crown jewel of Israel. It was devastated. There were people going hungry. The leadership. The priests and the elders had been killed and, and destroyed, and uh, the really the city treasures had been lugged off. But this Jerusalem had been the highlight of, of their, their 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 survival of their of their of their group of people, and now it's all gone. So many of them felt like there was absolutely no light at the end of the tunnel. They were discouraged. They felt they were left over. They had a problem. On top of it, they began to discover why probably all of this was happening. Because this is hard to understand. God was upset with them. They had turned away. They were kind to 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 the worship service on Friday or whenever they were celebrating when They were they were not doing as many offerings. They weren't following the rules that the Jewish people were supposed to be following, and God got angry with them. He rejected them, and so he allowed some bad things to happen. And they were feeling hopeless. They were feeling like leftovers. What are they going to do? And then in the middle of this book that Jeremiah is writing in Lamentations, he shares the wonderful joy of what happened because they sought through tears, they sought with the Lord, chatted with him through prayers, and he forgave them. He started to restore them he had not they acknowledged and he acknowledged they had sinned and they had rebelled they shed their tears they became recycled just like my tomatoes onions and my green pepper into a new and now we know of course the jewish nation survived they came through it and they built another jerusalem but their despair and their fear turned to joy because they tried to be creative and return to the Father, to return to the Lord, which is a wonderful, hopeful story for each of us. Today we don't cry over Jerusalem, but we may cry over the destruction of our country, the destruction of our reduction of our people who worship it, and yet we know the Lord will forgive us if we ask for it, and we have a great promise of a new city. I new Jerusalem long. Well, whenever we die,
1: mm. wonderful. Yeah, just uh, what I yeah. Look, like I said, uh, wonderful thoughts. Uh, that I never know where uh, where you're going. And and you took a you took an acorn, being the left leftovers, and you turned it into that. I mean, that's just listen. That's beautiful. Uh, do you have a final thought? You usually do.
0: Well, yeah. you know. I really do like summer. Spring is nice, but let's skip winter and do fall twice. Ah,
1: I like that. I like that idea. I'm getting, I'm getting to the point where I don't like winter at all. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to look at from a distance, but I don't like to be out in it and everything else. But I, I'll, I'll vote for that. I love that. What a, what a great thought. Let's do let's do fall twice Kathy Ransom wonderful thank you And, and to everyone out there we know you have a lot of choices and a lot of options we appreciate you tuning in to us each and every week Frank McKay signing off for Kathy Ransom we'll see you next time on Ransom Notes you've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay the most
0: intriguing talk in Talk Radio. Radio.